Another episode of the Behind the You podcast. The familiar face on the other side, Brevin Jordan. The hair looks a little different, but Brevin, the faces <laughs> and that smile, that never changes. What's up, sir? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. Now, I don't, I, I'm going to start in a place because I just saw this getting ready for this and it made me laugh. Hopefully it brings a smile and you'll sort of understand. So this is a link off your Wikipedia page. All right. Uh-huh. And it was an article written by Christy Cabrera Chirinos. The title of the article is Hurricanes tight ends Brevin Jordan and Will Mallory hope to shine in Dan Enos's offense. That's so funny. It's crazy, bro. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Time flies, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> man, time flies, bro. It feels like yesterday, honestly. Do you remember the first time you were even recruited by Miami? Yep. Yep. Bro. When, when Miami offered me, I was just like, I was honestly shook because I think they were like my 11th offer. So it, it like took off really fast. But when Miami offered me, believe it or not, man, they weren't even really like in the, the picture. Like I'm a West Coast kid. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not thinking that's far, bro. I'm like, man, that's that's. That's far. I don't know if I want to go all the way over there. And then just the way the season played out, man, the turnover chain, the roster, how it was set up, Chris Herndon, Dave, well, Dave Njoku just went first round the year before. I think Chris Herndon was a senior. He was performing at a high level. Coach Rick was you know, on, a, on a high contract. So I was just like, man, this is awesome. I, like, I got to be a part of it. So were you like, obviously, let's see, if you grew up, you were, what year were you born? 2000. 2000. So you don't remember that run. Like, obviously, kids from South Florida, the university means more. Did it mean anything to you at all? Or it's just a phone call and all of a sudden it came on the map? To be honest with you, bro, it, it really didn't mean much because I was just a kid, like, trying to figure it out. Like, I was a sophomore. You know what I'm saying? I was real young, trying, just trying to figure it out. Like, just everything. Like, just the recruiting process, it picked up really fast for me. So, like, like for me, it, it just felt like other coaches, like, more coaches talking to me. Like, in my mind, honestly, UCLA, like, for me and my family, it felt like a no-brainer. Like, we're going to UCLA. Like, right up the street, super dope place, nice L.A. lifestyle. But Miami, just, it's like Miami just came out of nowhere. But it's funny because my little brother, for some reason, even the day, like, Miami offered me, my little brother was always like, Miami, bro, Miami, Miami. And it was like, I used to be like, nah, like, like, once I started looking into, like, the history and I watched the documentaries of 30 for 30s, it, I was sold, bro. I said, this, this, place, is, this place is different, bro. I, I, I had to be a part of it. So you said your recruiting took off. Like, what happened? I just got started getting a lot of offers, man. Like, it, it, it didn't feel overwhelming because, like, in my mind, I wasn't going to commit no time soon. Like, it, it, like, in my mind, like, it just felt like, you know, another offer. I was, like, I was just getting offers left and right. Like, one day, next offer. Next day, another offer. Next day, another offer. There was a couple of days I would get two, three offers in a row. Like, I would get pulled out of out of class to go talk to coaches like it was it was crazy when Miami actually recruited like when I think when they really got serious about me coach Rick coach Harley coach Cheryl's I think was there John was there the whole like the whole staff came to watch me and Dorian throw and I just remember like no staff is that nobody's done this yet nobody has happened like recruiting me like this like the way they are so they they, they like it's like they just made the, they like separated themselves they just stood out it was awesome bro and your uh, your official visit came when because obviously things have changed my official visit was, what, what was it, my senior year? Did you come in December? I visited like three times. I vi- My first visit to Miami was the Notre Dame game. That was my very first. Did you say yes then? I mean, what what, what were you holding out for? <laughs> I was damn near, I was, <laughs> I was damn near locked in, bro. I was like, this is dope, bro. Like, the Notre Dame game was crazy, crazy, bro. I'm telling you, I've been around this program from a broadcast standpoint, 20 years. I grew up here, so I grew up going to the Orange Bowl, and that is the closest it ever came to the old Orange Bowl ever that night. So if you were there and you walked out and you didn't commit, then I, I have to tell you, bro, I think something's wrong with you. I'm, I'm, I hate to say it, but something's wrong. No, I'm just kidding. I'm pretty sure, actually, I was committed by the time, at that time, when I were visited. You? Yeah, because I visited in the spring. I remember I visited Michigan. I think it was the end of my junior year. I visited Michigan, and then I went to... Miami right after, and I can. I remember when I left Miami, I committed. I'm pretty. I don't. I don't remember the time, that, bro. It tell you, I all feels like yesterday, bro. Like when I look back at it, it was like just one big blur, bro. Like it went by so fast, bro. Like I just I missed it so much, bro. You left the stadium that night. The environment was out of control, and you're talking to your mom saying what? What? This is the move. I'm coming here. Like this. This. It was a lock. Like for me, it was no. It was a no brainer. Like especially the era. I kind of the recruiting era. I was in. Like guys would. Guys like the flashy stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, guys like love all that stuff. And for me, like, I've always just, you know, laid on the foundation of if I give you my word, I'm giving you my word. And the Notre Dame, I committed, I was already committed, I'm pretty sure, before the Notre Dame game. But when I went to the Notre Dame game, solidified it for me. I was like, this is crazy, bro. I was like, I got to be a part of it. 
And obviously, not to dampen the spirits, but I would imagine at that point you're thinking to yourself, the program's kind of on this trajectory, right? Like, because that was a phenomenal season, right? They were got up to number two in the country. Now you're coming in on the heels of that with your class and whatever's coming on after that. As you're thinking, if you even thought about what your career would look like, what were you thinking before you got in? I thought we couldn't go to the national championship. Like, I'm which everyone probably thinks, right? Yeah, man. I mean, because. I mean, a lot of the guys were returning. I mean, we lost like Chris Herndon. We lost a lot of guys, but the year I came in, a lot of the defenses, Redwine, Jaquan was there. The three linebackers were still there. I mean, Joe Jackson was there. We we had a we had a squad. And then Malik was Malik Rozier was their starting quarterback. Jeff Thomas. So it, it's a lot of the guys that were coming back. DJ Dallas. Like we had a lot of the key foundational pieces. So in my mind, I'm thinking like I'm gonna just add in and try to do my part. Like I know I'm talented. I'm gonna just do my best, do my part, and. We're going to, I'm going to, you know, go to the national championship. That was my goal, man. I was, hey, I'm telling you, man, it makes me sick, bro. Does it hurt it you? Does it hurt? Yeah. It's tough, bro, because like Miami, bro, is such a special place, bro. People don't understand it. Like only people that can understand it are people that are in the program. Like it's t- like, it, it's tough, bro. There's 20 years of, 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 of losing like this, bro. It's, it's tough for everybody. Like people pour their hearts into this place. Like whether people are not, whether it shows up on Saturdays or not, there's, millions and, and thousands of people that put their heart into this program man so it, it, it was tough bro, to, to be a part of that it, it hurt a lot actually change the trajectory of your career or find your new passion both are possible at the university of miami's division of continuing and international education the division offers over 50 courses with online and hybrid options for on-the-go professionals and busy parents. Visit miami.edu slash DCIE to learn more or call our enrollment advisors at 305-284-4000 to discover which course is right for you. How much have you followed since Mario Cristobal's taken over? I, I follow it. I, I'm following it. I'm following it like an eagle, bro. I'm on it. I'm following recruiting. I'm still, I'm I'm all involved. I'm, I don't tweet about it as much because, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I kind of got stuff I got to do. I got to focus on my crap, but I'm on it like an eagle. You're on it like, and how, how, how what are your thoughts? How are you, how do you feel about things? Well, right now, I'm, I'm actually excited. I'm, I'm excited, bro, for the program because the program's in a much better place. Believe whether people want to say, you know, what they want to say, we didn't, we're not winning, bro, it, Rome was not built in a day. Rome, it takes time. Mario is is recruiting his ass off. Like the dudes he's bringing in are are foundational pieces that like other guys, other high school recruits are gonna see these guys and they're gonna be like, bro, like I gotta play with these guys. Like I'm looking at Francis Mao, you know what? I'm like, bro, if we we get in dudes like this, like guy recruits are seeing these dudes. Like, like if I'm a quarterback and I have him as my tackle, I'm good. The weapons they 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 get in, bro. I'm excited. I'm 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 excited. It's only going to keep getting better. The last thing I watched before we got ready for this, bro, because I, there was something you said it in your your pro day presser back in Miami. It's like I got to go back and listen to it, and it was the last thing that was asked about you. And so I think someone just asked like about how would you kind of encapsulate your time at Miami, and you went into a rant about. Yeah. Uh, do you remember? Yeah, sure do. I remember like it was yesterday. You went right into like a tirade and you talked about your blood, sweat, and tears. If people ever question you, if ever people ever question your love, if everyone doubted what you did, and then you got into like the injuries. And so like, I wanted you to actually extrapolate more on why you love the school so much. Like why a kid from Vegas who spent three years there had like, you are such a spokesperson. Even you've said it now in the first 10, 11 minutes you've been on this, why that runs so deep for you. For me, that runs so deep because one, I, I like I didn't grow up a Miami Hurricanes fan. I, I like I didn't know anything about the history. I didn't grow up on, on that on that side of the coast. So like my love was authentic because I, I I well one I put my heart into it, bro. Like the guys I was working with on a daily basis, it was blood, sweat, and tears. Like we grinded our our tails off, bro. Like my my love for that school is I really can't put it into to words because. It hurts because I went there with a with kind of like a goal, man. Like I wanted to win games. I wanted a lot of my guys in the class of 2018 to, you know, be first round picks, high draft picks. We, you know, we we rewrite the history books. And so for me, it's tough to talk about because like we didn't do much. We I, we didn't do anything actually. Our, I feel like our, a lot of a lot of people on social media or whatever might look at our class like it was probably one of the the, the weaker classes because I mean a lot of we had some some super talented guys, but guys you know, transferred and, 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 you know, guys fell out of love with the game and, and situations like that. But my love for that school goes ways, you know what I'm saying? Like I can't put words into it, bro. I really like, 
it's just that's my squad. Like, I get hot, I get sweaty, start talking about it. Like because my like I, I want that school to win, bro. I like when I be walking in my building in the Texans, and I remember they were playing. It was the bowl game. They were playing um for this past this past year. They were playing. I think uh Rutgers. Excuse me, excuse me. They were yes. playing Rutgers. Oh, in the pin. Uh, yeah, in I'm the wearing, bowl game. I'm wearing my pinstripe bowl. My wearing my pinstripe bowl gear now. And Andre Johnson was actually in the building. He was actually in the cafe watching it, and you could just tell, bro. Like the passing, like. You could just see it in his eyes. You could see it in my eyes. And you could just tell, like, everybody in the building just, like, disrespects it. Like, just just kind of just, like, nah, like, nah, talk about it, whatever. Like, and that pisses me off, bro, because people don't know how special this place is, bro. Like, I want to see it come back, man. I, I it, 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 Honestly, though, the U is too big. The brand is too special for it not to come back. So no matter how long it takes, it's going to it's gonna happen. Like, and people better be ready for it when it happens, because when it happens, it's take off. So it's funny you say that because I've said this to a couple of different people, which is and, and you've had a three year or, you know, you're three years plus now. And like I told you before, I, I'm kind of born and raised in this city. And I compare it to 2001 from this standpoint, which is 91 to 2001 was 10 years. Right. And the people that were on that team were idolized. The win, you know, Reggie Wayne or uh, Ed Reed, Ed Reed, Ken Dorsey, Dorsey Ford, all Ford guys, right now we're at 20. Right now we're 20 going on plus. And I tell people it's easy and I get why people go where they go. but if you want to be some, a part of something transcendent, if you want to do something special, if you want to be immortalized, if you want to be legendary, if you want to be remembered, especially kind of if you're somebody local, because you'll be the people. If they talked about those guys that way after 10, imagine how they'll talk about you after 20 to 25. When it happens, and what I tell them is when it happens, when it happens, not if, when it happens, it's going to be like something no one's ever seen. No one's ever take off. I trust, man. I, honestly, I'm like the what Mario and them are building. When I was at Miami, like I see how it's transcending. The locker rooms a lot nicer. The meals they get are way nicer. It's transcending. Like it, it is happening. It, it's a process that is that is in process right now. Like when I was at Miami, bro, we would wake up and we'd get like Chick Fil A for breakfast. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's just what it was. Like we didn't complain. We ate our breakfast when we go out there. We gonna ball. Like, but it, it, the program it cares more, bro. It, it's in a good place. It, 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 what's happening on Saturdays? Right now, last year, it happens, whatever. It, but the program is going to return. It's going to. It has to happen. You also went through a rough time. I mean, you had, I can't imagine you went there and thought after one year your coach was leaving. No. That was, that was, I was, I was, it's crazy, bro. People don't really realize, like, take into account, I had two, three, two different head coaches, three different OCs, four, five different quarterbacks. Like, I had uh, every, I had moving pieces all the time, all the time when I was at Miami. It was tough. I think people just think it's plug and play. It, it was crazy. Is every offense is different? Like every offense, you react to this coverage in this play. If you have to run, you know, this many steps, or and vice versa. Like every offense is different. Coach Eno's offense compared to Coach Lashley's offense, compared to Coach Rick's offense. Everybody was a lot different. So what I'm saying it's not. It's, it can't be plug and play. Like especially if you want to win, the details have to matter. Yeah, which is good. I think you know, which is good. While they're gonna, Miami's gonna have continuity this year, right? OC comes back, DC comes back. I would imagine you'll be going into year two with your your program at Houston, right? But part of me feels like this year for you at Houston, that part of it was just this, your situation changed. I could be complete. I don't know what we haven't talked, right? You know, new team, new program. I assume new new right, right? And like sometimes football isn't even about your ability; it's just about time and place, right? Who you're around. Hundred percent, man. And, and going into college, I had. I mean, going into the NFL, I had two different. My first two years, two different head coaches. Two different OCs. I had like three different quarterbacks the first two years. Like it was tough. There was no stability in our program. We made a lot of changes, man. And D'Amico and our staff, what they've done, doing CJ Stroud, unbelievable, bro. Like how good? How good? <laughs> man, it's unbelievable. Like I'm excited, bro, because I haven't had the same quarterback. I haven't had the same quarterback back to back years since my sophomore junior year with Tate Martell. Of high school. High school. I've I've not had continuous quarterback play. That's crazy. Crazy, bro. Crazy. So it's like I'm excited, man. This year, I'm the continuity, the the camaraderie, the the bonds that you know that I have with CJ and that we have, man. I'm excited, bro. Are there any of the UM guys there? No, right? The Scape was with me actually. I was just with Scape like last week, actually. Was he on the practice squad? Uh, he actually he was he got picked up, but then he got hurt in training camp. Like he tore, I think he broke his kneecap, bro. Football gladiator sport. So he was just on IR. He was on IR the whole yeah, year. Yeah, I don't see all here. Yeah. So now one quick thing, Tank. You Tank Dell's on your squad, right? Yeah. Bro. Have you spent time I talking? I, I, I actually asked him this the other day. Nah, like probably like beginning of the year when we first picked him up. I asked him, I said, bro, how did you how did you get out of Miami? Like how did did Miami recruit you, bro? Like no, but Tank Dell's not from Miami. 
But, but no, if that's not the point. I was just like, hey, bro, like, did we recruit you for like? Is he from um uh 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 Daytona? Daytona Beach. Daytona, yeah, Daytona. I was like, bro, how did we like? I feel like, bro, I I feel like there's ties. But Miami. I he went like to he went, well. I didn't know he started off at a HBCU. Yeah, Alabama State. Then went to JUCO. But the question I was going to ask you: Have you ever got? Have you guys talked about Coach Dawson? No, I haven't actually. You need to ask. I want. Well, I was going to hope you're going to give me an insight on Coach Dawson, but that's all right. No, that's okay. Dang, no, I haven't actually. All I'll right. Get for you. I'll get next time. Stuff. Next time. Next time. When you think of great football and baseball, you think about the you. When you get hurt in a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck, you need to think Lebovic Law Group. At Lebovic Law Group, you come first. We work to get you all the money you are entitled to. Injured? You need to call or click Lebovic. Lebovic Law Group, the exclusive sponsor of the Miami Hurricanes and proud sponsor of all things you. Go you! So you were either, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, either number one or number two high, uh, tight end coming out of high school? Yep. It was fine. I mean, it doesn't matter. I think I was the number but one. What's that like? Sure. What's that like? Your recruitment was blank. How, how, how was it like being that guy? Honestly, it was very, it was very easy. Honestly, like, like as I was getting, like, this might sound, I hope this doesn't come off as arrogant or cocky in a way, but like. But if you're that good, it's, there's going to be a little cockiness in there. Yeah, yeah. I, as I was getting offers, man, I just didn't really think about it. Like, I didn't. I really wasn't paying no mind to it. Like, I was getting offers from like Ole Miss and like some of these SEC schools and and, and some Pac-12 schools. Like, I was getting offers from everywhere, so I I didn't really like pay attention to it. It was it's really like my top three was Miami, UCLA, and Michigan. Like the whole ride. It's not like I didn't pay. I had like thirty plus offers, and I didn't really even pay attention to the other twenty-seven. Like it, the whole time, it was like Miami, Michigan, UCLA. And did either one of those two come close to prying you away or no? So you, I was pretty much committed to UCLA, but then like in, in, my, in my heart, I visited there and there was no stability. Like it, it felt like there was no stability. You know, they were trying to convince me that they were going to run a lot more 12 personnel and they they want to, you know, use a lot more tight ends. But there's just no history of it. There was no history of it. So then I went to Michigan. This was, I visited Miami, UCLA first, or Miami, then Michigan, all in like the same weekend, like Friday to Sunday. And so I visited Michigan and Michigan, they, Jake Butt actually just was just like accepted his Mackey Award at the spring game or something. Like, I was like, it's pretty dope. But when I visited Michigan, bro, it was so cold. Like, I had to go to Dick's Sporting Goods and grab like snow jackets and snow boots. And I was just like, ah, oh, like, I can't, like, I said, I can't do this, bro. Like, I, I, as great as the football program was, they were good at like, the time, too. Like, being on tight ends, I was just like, nah, like, I don't know. And then I visited Miami and it was, it was like spring ball, I'm pretty sure they were practicing out there. And I was just like, this is dope, bro. I remember seeing Amar Richards, and I was just looking at him like, bro, that's a guy, bro. Like, freshman people for freshman record, like, that's a guy. And, and so, like, it was warm. The palm trees were everywhere. They were, it was just a different vibe, bro. Like, I felt at home. And then how they, like, Coach Rick and all them, like, how they just brought me in. My tour to Miami, I met the president of the, of the university. Like, they were giving me they were giving me bomb food. Like, I was like, bro, this is dope. Like, so it, for me, it was, like, really a no-brainer. It was really easy. I feel like you fit at Miami. I just feel like I did too. It was perfect for me, honestly. I, I remember meeting like on my, my in the spring. I met uh, David Njoku was up there, but I met Gilbert Frierson, uh Wiggs was up there, DJ Ivy, and I just remember we were all kicking him, bro. And I was like, bro, this is home. Like this is this is a super easy transition for me. Now you said something about it's a, a national brand. So did you mean that? I mean, I know it's a national brand, but did you mean that from the standpoint of football or just like life in terms of how it impacts you, football players? For me, I feel like the U is a football school. I feel like that's what recruits a lot of students there. Like the football program's dope. It's fun. It's a great place to live. Like it's one of those things where it's a national brand, but I feel like the football side of it is what people recognize it for. You know what I'm saying? The U, I feel like that's what people see the U, I feel like they might think. They think of like football in my mind. That's but I'm a football player, so that's just me. That's, that's right. So exactly, you got you got you got a one track mind. Now, Coach, go back to, because we glanced over. So Coach Rick leaves after your first year. So when you found out, however, I don't know. I think it was a text message. I don't know if it was, was it a text message that went out. I think. Yeah, it was a text message. Yeah, he just said he's not coming back. And what? And and you read it and you go, damn, damn, literally just like damn. But honestly, my mind, my mind right after went to thinking like. All right, boom, Coach Diaz. But Coach Diaz just took a job with Temple. So in my mind, I'm like, damn, like, who are we going to get? And then he signed back. And I was, I remember being real happy with that. He signed back. Now, in this day, you know, honestly, if this that shifts two or three years, that's a, there's a three-week window where you know where guys are going in this day and age. Facts, facts, man. But, man, when he signed back. Were there any conversations with anyone about, dude, I don't know if I want to stay? No, I was staying no matter what, yeah. Yeah, I was staying. 
Transfer portal rules back then too were too hard. You got you, like I was starting tight end. There's no need for me to transfer. I don't under, I don't understand why dudes transfer a lot like that nowadays. But that's just me. Manny Diaz comes in. Enos to Lashley. How did things change your one year or year? I guess it'd be year two to three. But under Coach Diaz, in terms of what Red Lashley's offense brought. The offense was so much simpler. Like, if I was a coach in college football, I would make it so simple. Like, with Coach Enos, Coach Enos is a great OC and great dude, but the offense was so hard. It was an NFL offense, and it's funny because the terminology that he be saying, that he was saying to us in college, I I hear all of it now in the NFL. It was too hard. It was too complex. And not only that, we had a really young offensive line. We had a – Zion Nelson was a young tackle. We had him starting against Florida game one, like – we were super young and we just weren't designed like that. Especially, I feel like what separates Miami from everybody is the speed. It's the speed of everybody. It's, it's, what, it's kind of what we're known for. Like, and Coach Lassie took advantage of that, dude. Like, we had maybe like, I kid you not, maybe like eight plays, eight, nine, ten plays that we would run. But off those eight, nine, ten plays, the quarterback could make the inside dude run this, run this. He can do this, but we just it's just all variations to get into the holes of the defense. College defense is it's pretty easy. If you really watch college football, a lot of the teams things college defenses do is a lot of man quarters. It's really not a lot of not a lot of fancy stuff. If you watch Michigan's defense, they did a lot of NFL type of defense, but a lot of teams in in college, man, it's real simple. Like just get your guys the ball, let them go to work in space. It's real simple. You watch a lot of college ball on Saturdays during the season during the football season, you watch them ball on Saturdays? I do. Bro, it's crazy. Now that I'm in the end of, like, and I hope this doesn't sound cocky and no, no no means. Honestly, when I was in college, I used to be like, it's just easy. Like, I'm cooking these boys. And now that I'm in the NFL, knowing a little bit now what I know and watching college ball, I'm like, bro, I really would have cooked. If I knew what I knew now, <laughs> like, bro, like I was out, it's like for, for real, for real, I, in Miami, I was just out there playing off of like just talent, bro. Like I didn't know anything for real. Like I didn't, I knew coverage. I knew two safeties, one high, one in the post. I, I knew all that stuff. That stuff was simple. But like now that I'm in the league, I understand. So what do you know now? Just blitzes, fire zone blitzes, all types. Of, I don't even know, bro. Actually, there was one against the Ravens. Actually, I had a, oh, this one makes me mad. Against the Ravens in the uh, our divisional game. I had a protection, so I had to I had to either, I had to chip the widest defender, but it was three scat. So three scat pushes the lineman right. So they went right, and I'm supposed to just chip the, the DN. And it's just Davion Clowney's big ass. Excuse my language. It's Davion Clowney's big ass in front of me. So I'm thinking I have to just chip him. But no, it's like knowing back, looking back on it, they had a the fire zone defender come off the edge, and the safety was capped over him. All I had to do was look at the safety. If I would have seen the safety was capped over the number two. I would have knew the fire zone defender was coming. I would have easily picked it up. But stuff like that, bro, like, it, it's just it's just different. Like, in college, you just – it's a lot of four-down blitzes. They'll blitz, like, a, a fifth or a sixth, third down. They, they do a lot of exotic stuff, try to, but it's real. Now that I'm older and I understand football at a higher level, it's so much easier. That's one play, though, by the way, you just told us. Yeah, one play. Crazy, bro. I, not, if, if, and I feel like anybody that was watching it, they would understand what I'm talking about. Like, it was so clear. As I no, I guess what I'm up. saying to you is that's only one play that you have to know inside and out to get ready for a game. How many plays you got to know? How many plays go into a game? Exactly. 50, 60, 70. I mean, the play sheets are like this big and you better know your stuff or else you ain't going to play. In the NFL, day one install, you have like, they'll give you like 50, 60 formations. Day one. Like, here's, here's the install. But it's ridiculous. It's way. Were you like, lost? Were you overwhelmed or no? No, nah, I wasn't overwhelmed because honestly, I was kind of, I had three different OCs. Like I had, I, I was able to kind of like pick it up, not at a, not extremely fast, but I was able to get my, get a grasp on it. You know what I'm saying? Like it took me some time to get adjusted to the NFL because I was inactive like my first nine games that I played the rest of the season. And in that, in the seat, the games that I played, I ended up scoring three touchdowns. But I look back, even on my rookie, I was just out there playing, bro. Just playing, like really didn't know any, didn't, didn't know coverages. Like I knew coverages, but I was just out there playing. Join us at Gulfstream Park this spring with live action Thursday through Sunday. Enjoy entertainment outdoors at the Carousel Club or feast in Ten Palms. Not hungry? Visit our many on-site shopping locations from fashion stores to home furnishings. For schedules, reservations, and tickets, visit gulfstreampark.com. Now that you know coverages when you're playing, right, does that allow you to separate yourself because of not only what you're doing with your physical talent, but what you what you know pre-snap about how you're going to set dudes up or where you're going to sit or how you're going to run your route? Great question. Dude, that, that makes the difference. Like, that's honestly the biggest separator for guys in the NFL. Like, you see it all the time. You see dudes with crazy talent, crazy athleticism, but for some reason they can't get the – they can't quite get it. They can't understand it. And a part of it is really understanding, understanding defenses. It's helped me – tremendously like and who helped you 
for me, honestly, this past year, Dalton Schultz, bro, he's a Stanford guy. He's a really smart guy. He he was a big part. My coaching, my coach, uh, coach Jake Moreland was big. Our GA, Gerard James, like, that's one thing, too, I, I wish I would have took advantage of more in college. I wasn't around the building enough. I didn't, it's crazy because I look back, college was easy, but I could have been so much better. I could have been, like, an All-American. I wish I would have just, there's so many things I look back at college, and I'm like, man, I was really, like, just going out there playing off of pure talent. Let me ask you this, why? And I know that's, look, people learn through life. You're young, people learn. I think we expect kids to be pros. But it's funny because you, in that same press conference we talked about, the pro day presser, you said, and you said it a little more passion, like I didn't even come close to living up to my potential. So I, I want to ask you two things. A, why? So as you look back on it, why? And then B, I think for people to sort of pass it forward and play it forward, the advice you would give to someone that's coming in now based on what you learned from not doing. 100%. One, I think it was... I, why was because I was young, was immature. I was 17. When I got to the league, I was 20 years old. I was 17, 18, 19 years old. You know what I mean? Or 17, 18, 19. Yeah. Like I was, I was a, a kid, man. Like I look back though. It's like, I wish, I really do wish like I would have gave more. Like, cause I mean, I, I was really going out there just playing off of pure talent. Like man, I was dominating. I was playing at a high level, but I could have been so much better if I just would have. But also, I was a kid. I was broke. Like, I, if I just would have ate better, you know what I'm saying? Like, I say, like, I wish I would have ate better, but I was broke. I didn't have no money. I didn't really do much. But that's the kind of the, that's the totality of being a quote unquote either a big time college athlete, a professional athlete who's in college with the way the game is going, or how the sport has changed to the NFL, right? Like, it's beyond the two hours on the football field. 100%. It's beyond, way beyond that. Like, that's a separator for, like, your talent can only take you so far. At some point, your knees and your ankles are going to hurt. Like, you're not going to be able to run as fast. And you look, like, I look at dudes like Jason Witten. Jason Witten, well, even when he was on the Raiders late in his career, like, I look back at some of his film and the dude was winning. And he's winning just based off of his knowledge. Like, he, he's not athletic, more athletic than the nickel that's guarding him or the safety that's guarding him. These dudes are 24, 25. He's 34, 35, trying to run a 15-yard comeback or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But he's winning up of just his knowledge and that's the biggest separator but if you have a crazy football instinct crazy football knowledge and you a love for the game where you can beat dudes off of just athletic like i look at xavier restrepo xavier restrepo he's he's athletic oh he's athletic but he's not crazy athletic he's not crazy big he's not crazy fast but the dude like even when i was there the dude worked his ass off the dude loves to be loves football he loves to be around he loves to watch he loves to put the work in the film work that's the separator, and that, that really helps separate dudes, man. I feel like that's what a lot of the dudes, the, t the teams back in the day, they, like the 2000s team, the, the teams that won national championships, I feel like they, that that was just who they were. We, we didn't have social media. It wasn't, they didn't have social media. It wasn't all flashy. It was just work. Let's just put, show up and work. Black and white, black cleats, white socks, let's go out here, let's get dirty. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Like, so if I could give a message to anybody, especially going into college or guys like just, hey, college ball is the best ball. Like, that's the... High school football is great, but for me, I don't know. College football was just that's, that's a that's a band of brothers. You're away from your families. You only leaning on your brothers. You're growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like you really are. That's a, you really leaning on your brothers. Like you all we all growing up together. So like, if I'm any advice going for a to a college. Athlete, all right, so let's let's do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna paint a picture for you here. Okay, you come back in the spring. You get a chance to stand up in front of the tight end room. They got Cam McCormick, who's a ninth-year guy from Oregon. Or he, I like to say, <laughs> no, 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 no. He's he's only playing his fourth year. Right, fourth right. year he's been in college because yeah, he was on the podcast. He was great. If you actually if you knew his story, no one would ever. I don't mean that. Like you would not laugh. I know you his story, his, actually. I you know would not little. laugh. Nobody would laugh if they went through what he went through. Right. Right. And so right, he's, right. He's like, I'm playing my four years. Just took me nine. You got Riley Williams. You got Elijah Arroyo. So you get a chance to stand up in front of that room as Brevin Jordan, tight end in the NFL, and you would tell them. Take it from me, guys. Here's the plan for you to be the most successful you could be. You would tell them what? The reality is maybe one of you guys are going to make it to the NFL. That's the reality. Maybe one or two of y'all are going to make it to the NFL. This is this might be the last step for you to ever play at a high level, just have the highest level of football. Like, this is, this is the best it gets. Like, enjoy this moment and attack everything that you do. Put your heart and soul into it. Like, leave that place with no regrets. You want your name to be on the walls. You want you want pictures or you want murals or you like you want to win a natty. Commit your life and soul to it and trust the process. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be extremely hard, but 
trust the process and enjoy the process. Don't look for an end, an end goal. Don't look for, no, just enjoy the process. Perfect your craft every day and just attack every day. Leave that place with no regrets. I think you said something right at the beginning of this when you were talking about yourself. It might be the, the best piece of advice. It might be the smallest little thing that people probably don't even consider. And I think you, you almost even cut yourself off. It was a combination of spend more time in the building and you mentioned something about it. I think you were, I don't know what you call it in the NFL, probably like a, an analyst or something, but you're like, I wish I would, yeah, I think you were yeah. alluding to, I wish I would have spent more time with my GA 100%. in college. I think that's what you, but you, you kind of like stopped yourself. But I guess to me, it's like, man, what a nugget, right? Every oh, weight room, food. That, no, you know what? That GA, spend an hour with that GA, spend 20 minutes with that GA, five days a week. And I got an hour more in and now I'm, I'm X times better. That's actually, and I was actually getting to that. 100%. I was actually trying. I did cut myself off. Louis Rodriguez, or Coach Lou was Joel. my coach, was our GA. Yeah, Joel. Coach Joel. Yeah, that's my Coach Lou was my, my GA in my sophomore year. And I remember trying to learn Dan Enos' offense, bro. And I would call him. I wasn't calling Coach Fields, you know, to figure it out. I was calling Coach Lou. That's what I call him. But I was calling him to try to, like, understand the offense. I'm like, dude, this is hard. Like, I don't know none of this. You're talking about wide mode to north, right, clan. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I need your help. And that, he really helped me big time. Well, I would say this, that, as you said, Coach, La if I, I'm with you. If I was a college coach, understanding the limitations you have with your kids and that they may not all do what you just said, right? Like, hey, they're, they, they may not be in the building. Like, to me, you have to keep it simple. To me, it's if you want to be... If you're Danny, and nothing not to knock him, but if you're Danny, it's you should know more football than the guys in the room. At the end of the day, your job as a coach is to get your guys to perform at the highest level. And put your guys in positions to perform. Exactly. It's on you to get them to do it. Whether you know it and they don't, some coaches will put that on their kids. I always say, hey, look, no, no, no. Then you got to change. Like, you got to change. That's that's not their fault. That's your fault. And that, by the way, he's not the only one, but it just happens to be. 100%. Just an example. I heard about his offense. Like, I think it was once described to me as uh, Maestro playing music, right? Like Beethoven, like he hears the single, a single chord off and he blow his mind. But you still have to know, like, that's your mind. Like, what's in Brevin's mind? What's in Will's mind? What's in Jaron's mind? What's in Nikosi's mind? What's in the offensive line? Right? Like... Anyways, I don't even know why I said that, but I just, I just wanted to get though. that off my 100%. chest. 100%. I just wanted to get that off my chest. I hear you, bro. That's why I wanted Sorry. to ask if you talked to Tank Dell about Coach Dawson. Maybe we should get, get Tank. Can you got Tank's number? Let's get him on here. I do. I, I, I'm going to hit him up, actually. We're going to get him on here one of these days. Imagine a bank that cares about you. One that sees their customers as part of a team with a common goal to achieve their dreams. Well, imagine that. There is one. We're Amarant. We're ready to help you wherever you are in life, and just as importantly, wherever you want to go. Amarant, official hometown bank of the University of Miami Hurricanes, member FDIC. You were also honestly disappointed about your pro day. Yeah, I didn't perform, bro. I didn't. And the NFL draft, like, if I, like I seen Cohen, I seen Jameson, I mean James, James, and uh, and Cam. They had the Senior Bowl. Yeah, bro. I wish I was just actually talking to Leonard Taylor, and I was just telling him. Bro, and don't worry about this stuff, bro. Like, don't all this stuff's hype. The media's gonna blow everything out of proportion, bro. Just do your best, bro. Just show up and do your best. Like my pro day, yeah, I, I didn't perform. I didn't perform at the level I wanted to. I caught the ball where I ran my routes well, but the numbers, the numbers get so blown out of proportion. Like people love. To you were questioning about, the numbers. You're like, that's I not was, right. Bro. That time's not right. Because <laughs> when you're I, like, I gotta see the, stuff, you're like, I got, I want to see the official time. I didn't run that. That's not right. Right, man. But when I did my mock stuff, bro, like. Even when I did my vertical jump, they measured my arm wrong. I had to re-jump. I had to do two more jumps. Like, that's, you can ask all the guys that were with me, you guys, Coach Feely. So, like, by then, I feel like my legs are a little bit, they're not, they not as sturdy, they're not as strong. That's not, not an excuse, but, like, the 40, I ran a 4.6. It's not terrible. Obviously, I was aiming for a 4.5. It's not terrible, though. My vertical jump, they said I jumped a 34. Stuff like that. Bench press 17. Bro, I was 20 years old. I was, I didn't, I, like, I couldn't even go to the liquor store and buy a drink. Like, I was a, I was a freaking kid. Like, I look back at that stuff, bro, and I would tell, like, James and, and Cam and Leonard and all these guys that are going into the NFL, like, bro, don't worry about that stuff. Who cares where you get drafted? Believe it or not, when you get to the building, nobody cares where you got drafted. Like, literally, the players don't care. Nobody, people don't ask, like. Nobody really cares. So just enjoy the process, bro. Do your best. Perfect your craft. Try to perform at the highest level before you get to the NFL. Because when you get to the NFL, it's a different ballgame. It's a completely different ballgame. By the time you get to OTAs, you should be in top-notch shape. You should, be on a, you should have a great diet, great dietitian. You, you should have all that stuff figured out. So just enjoy the process. Like, Don't worry about anything going on right now. All, all the media stuff. 
But you had Supreme, you had Supreme, you have had, you had, and you still have, I imagine, Supreme, Supreme confidence. Where did that, where does all that come from? It comes from my faith. One, it comes, that's the, the main thing for me. It comes from my family. And honestly, I think it just comes from my journey. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I look back at college. I always reiterate, like, I wish I could have did more. And I look back at a lot of it goes back to my injuries when I say this stuff. Like, I was, you know, torn my legs, Frank, shoulder, missing all three spring balls, you know, like just dumb injuries. You know what I'm saying? Like, a part of it is I feel like I, I just wasn't taking care of my body all the way. But the journey that I've been on has just carved me to enjoy the journey. Like, there's no end goal. There's the, what, What's the end goal? Like, guys have end goals. Like, oh, I want to make it to the NFL. All right, you make it to the end of it. What you, what's now? What are you gonna do now? Like, so for me, I just enjoy the journey. It all, it all, my confidence comes from I think my journey, my faith, and just my family. You also said, and it's probably now becoming true, or it's always been this way, right? But I think that play in the playoffs is starting to like elevate your 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 profile. You said this. You were like, I'm a playmaker, and all my OCs love me, and my OC in the pros will love me. Facts, damn straight, bro. And I, and I that I feel like that really prayed to. Played fruition this this past year because like I had an OC who came from San Fran. It, it, they liked a lot of run, a lot of twenty one personnel. You know, one tight end, two full or a fullback and a running back. So I was in a position where I was playing twenty one. I'll play fullback. I'll play you know thirteen. I'm in the slot. Twelve. I'm I'm the F. I'm the move guy with Dalton. Like I was in a position where I was everywhere and I was it's like a Swiss Army knife. So that for me, like I want to prove my value. Like I'm not. I like yes. I can run routes. I can block. But I want to be able to dominate in running routes. I want to be able to dominate in blocking. I want to be able to perfect in the, the pass game, the, the run game, pass pro, everything. Like I'm that's that's the value that I bring. I'm not the biggest tight end. I'm not these big guys that can play, you know, in line all all game with the ends. I, I do everything. I play in line, I'll play in the backfield, I'll play out wide. Like that's what I like to do. Two things, Brevin. One would be not to harp on this, but it's just sort of I think it's a helpful message, right? And it could be in life, it doesn't even be football when you said I could do I could have done more, right? I could have been dominant. I could have like I said, you you even alluded to this during your pro day. Like I hadn't reached my potential. You've talked about it here. So I'm gonna give you an open path here. If you had done the things you hadn't done, what do you think your career at Miami looks like and where do you think you were drafted? Like what do you think would have happened if you're like if you had been like, I'm in tip top shape, I got my diet on point. You know, the inj- I'm not nicked up by injuries. I'm completely in the playbook. Brevin Jordan's career at Miami looks like what? All-American, bro. Damn me, I'm an All-American. I'm shattering every record. Miami tight end record, I'm shattering it to the extent, like, it, it might, like, I don't, it's crazy, man. Like, I wish, bro, I wish. I wish I would have did more, but it is what it is. I think the fans know if I would have did more, if I would have been healthy, if I would have been just, you know, been available, I think the fans know I would have shattered every record. Does any of that fuel you now? Definitely. <laughs> Everything. But see, that's why I love the journey so much. Bro. That's why I love the process. Like, all of that is just throwing wood on the fire. Like, it, it, it keeps me going. All of it. Like, every time somebody just in the back of my mind hearing something, like somebody's like, he's soft or he, any anything like that. Like, that's just throwing wood on the fire. I want to show you. I want to show these people. Like, oh, I remember you said that. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you I remember you said that. But I'm just keeping it in the back of my mind. I'm going to show you. Now, on a lighter side, you arrive at training camp or OTAs whenever as a rookie. And you said you were not active the first nine. And you said a little bit of a transition. So did you have like a little, they always ask like a little welcome to the NFL moment in camp, yes. practice. Someone put you, someone yes. put you on your behind. You forget yes. a play, like something. Yes. Yes. My my welcome to the rookie NFL moment. Welcome to the NFL rookie moment was. It's really our first day in pads. Like the in the NFL, you'd go like the first two days, no pads, you put on a helmet, you transition. The first day in pads, all right. I just remember going out there being so juiced up, like, all right, I'm gonna show these boys. When we put on the pads, it's different. Like, I'm gonna show these boys. And we went to inside run, and I was blocking um Derek Rivers. He's actually one of my good friends, my dog, man. But um, uh, he was on he was a practice squad DN, and I remember just blocking them backside, like it was a wide zone backside. So all I gotta do is just run, kind of just steal them off. This dude completely just forgot about the ball and just ducked me all the way, bro. Like by the coaches and by the where the back line was. And I just remember getting up and I had dirt all in my face. <laughs> dirt all in my, in my eyes, bro. Like, that I got right there, bro. That was my welcome to the NFL moment, though. And what's it like being in the locker room as a rookie at the beginning? It's dope, man. For me, for me, I like, as weird as this might sound, I was a fan, bro. I was, I was in the like the locker room with like Tyrod Taylor. Feel me? I'm in the room with Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram. Like these dudes. Like when Mark Ingram won the Heisman, I was nine years old. I told him that when I like Danny Amendola. Like so, for me, this is like 
a dream come true. I'm like, man, I made it to the NFL. Like, this is, I'm living my dream. Even times when it was hard, bro. Like, when I wasn't active the first nine games, like, I was just, like, telling myself, like, bro, I'm in the NFL. I'm, like, I'm here. Like, this, it's so easy to get down on yourself and be, you know, sad and, and, and have a victim mentality, me, me, me. But in reality, nobody cares, bro. Like, pick it up. Let's go. Let's get this money. Like, so for me, like, that was just the mentality I had to have. I'm John Davis, Secretary of the Florida Lottery, and I'm proud to lead an agency that is creating brighter futures for Florida students, families, and communities. As the primary funding source of the Bright Future Scholarship Program, the lottery has helped nearly one million students reach their dream of a post-secondary education. And we will continue to do our part to ensure that every student across this state is aware of these opportunities and has the resources needed to succeed. Because together, we can build a brighter future for all. So how cool was it to see Will Mallory? How I guess how cool was it to play against Will in the NFL? He's in Indy. You're in Houston. I mean, I know that's your guy. That's my dog. That's your guy. But how cool was it to see for the two of you to have that moment for everything you'd been through, everything he's been through? That's so, bro. I still super dope, bro. Like, man, that was crazy, bro. I remember I was on the sideline when he his first catch was like a 46 yarder, like. It was by, on our sideline, bro. And I just remember, like, having my, like, my glove right here. And I was like, go, Will, go, Will, go, Will. <laughs> like, but I, I, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, for me, bro, that's so dope. Like, that's why guys go to the U. That's, like, it was a full circle moment for both of us. Like, we were asking each other, like, you know, I, just off touch kids, I'm saying, I can't say, but just crazy stuff, bro. Like, this is awesome to see. Is there, like, a better human being than Will Mallory? I don't think so. That he's the nicest guy ever. <laughs> That dude is awesome, bro. For, like, for me to see, like, after the game, bro, I just hugged him, man. We were just hugging. We're like, I was like, bro, I love you, bro. Like, that's my dog. But that's why guys go to the U, bro. You go to the U. We came in together. We shared. We had, uh, we were roommates all three years. We, we, like, it was awesome, bro. That's why you go to the U. We competed with each other. We we made each other better. Everything we did, we did with each other. You remember first the first time you met him? Did you, I assume you met him during the recruiting process. I met him. I remember when Coach Hartley was recruiting me. He told me, like, hey, man, look, you and this other guy are my two guys. We're recruiting two tight ends. And I was like, who's the other guy? He's like, name's Will Malley from Jacksonville. I'm going to show you this film. We watched this film. And they were just telling me, like, look, we're going to use you like this. Like, well, use you like Njoku or whatever. Use you like Herndon. Will could be like Njoku. You, he could be Herndon. Like, it was just like, so for it, it sold it. And then I met him at the opening. And I remember, I remember because he was committed, he committed like right after me. So we were roommates at the opening. And I remember just meeting him like, man, this dude's kind of tall, bro. Like, he made me feel, like, feel kind of short. Like, but the dude is just quiet. He's always, it's funny. Like, Will is, was a big ass grown man. Like, he was a grown man in high school. Like, he's just quiet, bro. Real humble. Just enjoy his life. You ever get him in trouble? Nah, he he was always bro. He was always better than me, bro. Like I don't want to throw him under the bus, but like I, we were roommates one year. I remember he left. Like he went to work. I must have slept in. We had six a.m. workouts. He left to workouts. Got there early, and I was late. I got in trouble. And I remember they were pressing him. He he was apologizing to me. Like I'm sorry, bro. But Will was always he's and cues, man. Solid dude. So when you guys went out, who had more? Who had more game? <laughs> we were honestly a good, we were a good combo because he's he's a handsome white man. I'm a handsome black dude. We was a good combo. Whenever we went out, it was a good mix. Yeah, I imagine you guys didn't get home early. Nah, nah, nah. Me and Will, we, me and Will definitely was up. We we enjoyed our time. <laughs> we enjoyed our time. So speaking of making plays, I don't have my segue out of this. You were running back. So part of your athletic ability is you were a, you were a youth optimist athlete, yep. right? A running back, yep. and then you played. Rec- did you play receiver to start at Bishop Gorman? I tried to. So when I first arrived at um, like freshman camp like for Gorman, I tried went to the receivers line and our head coach, Coach Bergman, super my dude, man. He was just he went to the receiver line. I was bigger than everybody. I was and I mind you, I'm a freshman. I'm only like 14. I'm skinny, like 6'2, 200 pounds, real skinny. And he's like, you can play tight end. And I was just bigger than everybody. And so I, and I was like, well, I don't want to play tight end. Like, he, I don't, I don't want to do that. And as I remember, a youthful, as a as an optimist kid, you played what? Running back, all running back. That was my that was my thing. And then I got the Gorman, and then I tried to play receiver. So I didn't I didn't want to play running back. They get hit too much in my eyes. I didn't want to do that. So I was like, um, I'll play receiver, and he moved me to tight end. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. And that's what you met. And is that when you first met Bubba? Yep. No, 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 no. I met I've known Bubba since we were like 13, 12, 13. And me and Bubba, we used to go to the YMCA all the time. We used to hoop all the time when we were young. I've known. Bubba since we were kids. So you guys are tight. Where is he now? Right now he's in Tampa. He's working with like Mike Murphy and them. He's doing a lot of, you know, college junkie stuff. He's just out there grinding. He's actually going to the UFL thinking a couple weeks, end of this, end of this month. And you self-proclaimed help get Jalen Phillips to Miami? 
I did get Jalen Phillips to Miami. Okay, so talk talk to me. I, I won't take full credit. Me, Bubba, me, Bubba and Tate played a little part into it. But I remember um, Jalen, like, I was like, he, he retired from football. Like, he was like, you know, I'm doing music and stuff now. Did you, real quick, did you know him? Yeah, I knew Jalen. So when I went on my visit, when I visited uh, UCLA, Jalen was actually, I, me and Jalen ran into each other. We were actually chilling. He came on, like, my tour with me. So, yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew him pretty good. But me and Bubba were like, bro, we got to get this dude. Like, this is crazy. Like, this dude is too good. He's He was the number one player in the 2017 class and he just stopped playing football because of Chip Kelly and I remember asking him about you know all of that and you know I probably don't want me to go into details but he just was like bro lost the game lost the love of the game like I'm good and I remember I reached out to coach Diaz like it was at, at the end of a practice and we were I was eating my mango and vinegar and my you know my little my little get down my Randy get down and I was talking to coach Diaz about Bubba and Jalen like yo I need to get Bubba and he was like I, coach Diaz like I got this dude named Bubba I got two dudes really for you. I got this dude named Bubba, <laughs> and I got this other dude named Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips was the number one uh, DN in the country, and Bubba was like top five safety in the country. You really need to look into these dudes. And then, so we ended up getting Bubba. It took Jalen like a little time. Like we had to like get to get cleared, right? He was yeah. It was like a whole lot of transfer stuff, like the rules and stuff. So we were like, like, like what we got to do, like. So, boom, he ended up just transferring. Then he sat a year out. Like, we ended up telling him, like, come on, bro, just give it a go. Like, play football. You remember, see, remember when he first came? Skinny. A pinky, bro. Skinny, bro. Yes. And I was like, bro, come on, bro. Just get back, bro. Like, he was an animal, dude. When he got on the field in 20, he was an animal. He might have been one of my most fun players to watch. He was insane, bro. And Jalen's always been like that. Like, he used to return kickoff returns and stuff in high school. Like, the dude, the dude was a tank. How messed up was that 20 year, the COVID year? That was crazy, bro. But we were nice. So that was a fun team to play for, bro. Like we had a really good team. Though. That was a that was the Eric King was a tank, bro. That dude was a dude was a beast, bro. I had never met Cam Ward. I know Derek even beyond like post Miami, and I know how everyone talked about him when he got to Miami, like when he came in that one year, you know, like pro vet, right? Leader. Da, 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 da. I mean, I don't know anything about Cam Ward other than I heard, you know, that he's really good, right? And he's going to solidify the position. But as someone who's in the offensive room, obviously, and you. The quarterback is the leader. Uh, assuming Cam checks some similar boxes, the effect Derek had as an experienced, veteran, mature guy that just steps into the room, I'd assume just gives you guys a whole bunch of confidence and leadership, I'd imagine. And what that's like for an offense to have a guy, the trigger guy be that guy. Huge, bro. And it's it's it's, it's really like that that position changes the whole team. And it, it, it the proof is on the Houston Texans. With us in fashion, we got CJ Stroud, and the whole confidence of everybody just skyrockets. Like everybody, like that position is so pivotal to a team, bro. And when you have like I'm I'm excited to see what Cam Moore does. I'm actually if he if he if he has the the qualities of a of a of an NFL quarterback, a leader, you know, puts in the extra work, spends extra time with the guys, the camaraderie's tight. If he has those qualities and he just lets his talent show. Miami's gonna Miami can be very dangerous this year. But I, that to me, that was the one position that this year, especially like if we just had like just that was the one because the defense electric, the defense was nice, the defense put the uh, team in many positions to win games. The receivers nice, the running backs, the three running backs nice, the offensive line nice, like Matt Lee nice, everybody was nice. It was just the quarterback, bro, and, and like we need we need to groom a guy. Like I feel like. Transfer portal stuff is cool, man. It's, it's a one-year hype, though. It's a one-year buzz. After that transfer portal quarterback leaves, it's like, all right. It, it's question marks. So I feel like Miami needs to go in, the, go in, come on out here to the West Coast, wherever, bro, like, and get a freshman. Where's CJ from? California. L.A. Like, come out here to the West Coast, get them a number one, number two, number two, three, Ranked five-star quarterback and groom him. Like if that happens, bro, that that'll make the difference for the program. It's gonna make bring life into the program. Can you make that happen? I'll try my best, bro. I'll try my best. Tell Miami when I'm done playing football, put me on staff. I'll, I'll go to work. Change the trajectory of your career or find your new passion. Both are possible at the University of Miami's Division of Continuing and International Education. The division offers over 50 courses with online and hybrid options for on-the-go professionals and busy parents. Visit miami.edu slash DCIE to learn more or call our enrollment advisors at 305-284-4000 to discover which course is right for you. Well, you're on, this is entering, this will be year four coming up? Yeah, year four. Big year, right? Big year. Who's year? It's a big Huge one, year. right? It's a big one. Huge year. Big, Huge big, year. big, big, big. 100%. I'm excited, bro. I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it goes.
Last thing, and, and then I'll let you go, because you talk, I talk, but we got to talk about mom. You talked about your journey. Mom's part of that journey. 100%. Everything she's been through, how, how was she? How did she inspire you? And I, I before, I wasn't going to say it then, I'll say it now. Like You kind of said, oh, there's no victim mentality in the NFL. And part of me wanted to be like, well, you can't have, you specifically can't have a victim mentality. Like, mom would just look at you and go, hey, boy. You got to go. <laughs> you got to go, right. Man, my mom is unbelievable, bro. Unbelievable. She's, uh, her sacrifice is everything. I mean, she's just, she's poured her blood, sweat, and tears into her three babies. Every, every I mean, everything that she has, she gives more to us. Like, it's unbelievable. My, I wouldn't be in this position, you know, without my mom, without my brothers, without my family. Like, they've made so many sacrifices to help me get to where I am. And my circle, I think people that know me, you know, I'm a, I have a very big personality, but I can be very reserved. I have a very small circle. When I, Even when I was in college, like I used to hang out with just my boys and just my football homies. Like I, I'm not hanging out with all these other, like, my football homies are my homies. Like my mom's just unbelievable, bro. Like she, she deserves everything and more. You told the story, I think it was this recently or in the last few years with the Texans, they had a you know, kind of community event for raise cancer awareness because your mom's a breast cancer survivor, but you were really young. I imagine you don't remember, maybe you remember going through it on the back end. I'm not really sure what you do or don't remember, but how, how do you remember whatever she went through? I, I was real young. Yeah, I was like three or four, but it's funny, like I remember enough. I remember her being bald, you know what I'm saying? I remember her toenails and her fingernails kind of had like it kind of had like black dots on them. She kind of just looked, you know, but it's funny because even though all that was happening, my mom never looked sick, bro. Like she always cared. Like she, maybe she hid it from us, but she, she always just tried to carry herself high. She would always pick us up from school. Like she still did everything. It's unbelievable. She was unbelievable. Like she never let herself feel sad. So the My Cause, My Cleats was a great opportunity for us to showcase, you know, our love for, you know, what we're passionate about. And what was it? The cause was what? Breast cancer awareness? Breast cancer awareness. Breast cancer. She was a stage three breast cancer survivor. The doctor told her. And told she had three years, right? Told her she had three years. And she she beat it, bro. Unbelievable. It spread it from her right breast to her left breast to her lungs. Both her lungs. So and beat it. Beat it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. God's grace. God's grace. Yes, yes, yes. And now she's helping you. Uh... With real estate. Yeah, now she's the brains behind the operation. Literally the brains behind the operation. The brain. All right. Well, Mr. Jordan, I appreciate you doing this. It was great catching up. Appreciate you, my guy. Enjoy your off season. Yes, sir. Got you. Put the work in. Of course. Put the work in. Work up first. Maybe we'll get you down here in the spring or the summer. No doubt. I'll be down there for sure. I haven't been to Miami in forever, actually, man. I haven't been there. I've been there since my pro day. But you got to come on back. Got to, bro. Got to.